0: Hello everyone! Oh my goodness, I feel like it has been a hot minute since I have sat down and recorded and just talked to you guys. Let me tell you, life has been rough and there has been a lot of struggles going on in my life and I had to kind of take a step back from my podcast for a little bit due to health issues and mental health issues. Um, The last episode I recorded was dealing with bipolar disorder, I believe, and I believe I posted that at like the very beginning of November, and about four days after I posted that episode, I ended up in the hospital for about a week, four days, four days-ish. I had kidney stones and a cyst, and I needed surgery to have them removed. I was in a ton of pain. Um I mean I could not I could not move. Like I was in so much pain. They were giving me so much pain medicine at once and I was still like bent over in tears crying while I was uh, vomiting. I was in that much pain. And then I got to come home. I got to enjoy Thanksgiving with my family, which by the way, happy belated Thanksgiving everyone. I'm so late on that but we had a good thanksgiving i ate a little and you know things were kind of getting back on track and i recently started seeing a new therapist Uh, i started seeing her about three to four weeks ago she's amazing um i feel like she's like one of the best therapists i've ever had in my entire life and she holds me accountable And that's exactly what I need because I don't even hold myself accountable. But we'll get into that here soon. (laughs) Um, I just recently got out of the hospital again. I spent my birthday weekend in the hospital and I ended up just getting out Friday of having, I just had surgery again to remove more kidney stones so I've been getting them a lot and we don't understand why. And this one was fine. Like I, I didn't need surgery at first, but then when I, I went in the ER on Thursday and they told me I just had a small stone that it'll pass within the next day or two. Cause it was already moving through the, t- the tube to my bladder. And then that night I could not sleep. I felt like something was stabbing me. It was so sharp and painful. And I'm like, something is not right. And I woke my brother up at like 3 a.m. to take me to the hospital. And um, when I got there, I'm like, look, I, I think it's blocking. Like, it's stuck. Like, there's something wrong. They sent me home with um medicine, but... I also found out that my liver enzymes were extremely high, and I don't drink, um, and I I I haven't been on a bunch of Tylenol, so they have no idea why my liver enzymes are so elevated, and so I could not be put on hydrocodone because that has Tylenol in it, and Tylenol is bad for your liver if you have too much of it. And with my liver enzymes already extremely elevated when the day before they were completely normal, it was alarming. So they put me on oxycotton. And for those of you who are, know someone with, that has used Oxycontin and Oxycodone, um, know that it's very addictive and it's, It makes you someone that you never want to be. And I was struggling. I was yelling at my parents and my brother and my daughter. I apparently tried to cook french fries in the oven and totally forgot. I um, was dead asleep and I got up and I yelled and said, Raylan, get your shoes on. We're leaving. Um, I got mad because someone ate my food. I mean, I was a different person and I don't remember any of it just from what they have told me and I feel like the shittiest person because my family did not deserve that and I, I'm afraid to say I was starting to get addicted but at the same time, I wasn't because I, was, I, I knew what addiction can do to families, and I knew I didn't want to be like that. But at the same time, I was in so much pain that something had to give. When Tylenol, ibuprofen, Advil, Aleve, um, non-narcotic pain medicine, showers, baths, heating pads, ice packs, when all that was not working, I knew something had to give. So I went and I waited and I ended up going back again. And then Thursday, I saw my urologist. He saw how much pain I was in. And he was like, look, we're going to do emergency surgery. So Friday morning, I was at the hospital by 1030. And I had my surgery. And I'm not supposed to lift. I'm not supposed to be doing all that kind of stuff. And Hard headed me. I decided that I'm going to lift. So I've hurt myself because I switched to rooms with my daughter. My daughter, my room, it was like two rooms in one. So she got my room and half of that room is her toy room and the other half is like her sleeping area and I got her old room. And at first I was so pissed off about it because I'm like, that is my safe space. Like that is the only space in this entire household that is mine. That is like safe for me. I can be, I don't have to put on a front. I don't have to talk to anyone. I can do what I want. If I want to lock my door, I can. And I feel like people weren't like, not people, my family were not getting that. Like it was my safe space. It wasn't about giving up a room. It was about giving up my space quote-unquote, safe space. And for any of you that battle with anxiety and that kind of stuff, you'll get what I mean. Like, once you have that one area, you never want to give it up because it's not the same. (coughs) And that was my issue. That's why I was furious because, one, I was on Oxy. Two, it was my safe space. And, I was, I felt like no matter what happened, it was always me giving up something, and now that I look back at it, that I'm not on Oxy, and not on pain medicine, um, I realized that I was being extremely selfish, and a see you next Tuesday, and I can't even, words cannot fathom, 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 the amount of sorrow I feel towards my family right now. Because I feel so bad for treating them like that. And putting them through all that. And I actually was driving. And I hit a mailbox. And I smashed our side mirror. And I had my child in the car. I wasn't on anything. But it was still in my system. So. I, Because I had literally dropped my phone. And I reached down to grab it. And I swerved. And I hit the mailbox. Like. How stupid could I have been? And it wasn't that I was under the influence. I did not take a pill. I reached down for a stupid phone. A stupid phone that could have waited until I got down to the stop sign and braked, put my car in park, and reached down to get it. But instead, I decided to put my child's life in danger and reach for it like an idiot. And I was beating myself up so bad over it because I got into it with my family and they, and they were like attacking me. But I kind of deserved it because I shouldn't have done what I did. And I have been struggling a lot mentally and coming off the pain medicine that I've been on, all of the pain medicine I've been on has been rough. Like, I did really good yesterday. I only took ibuprofen and I had one pain pill to go to bed because I was hurting from moving on the furniture and cleaning and doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And it really, it really got me. And then this morning I woke up and I'm like, you know what? Today's a new day. I'm going to meet with my therapist today. And I had an amazing, amazing therapy session with her. And she made me feel. Look at things in a whole new light that made me not feel as shitty, I guess you can say. I mean, Saturday, I was a blubbering mess. I wanted to commit suicide like two or three times. Like, I've had the thoughts in my head over the weekend. And I was like, no, no, Carly, you have a daughter who needs you. And I just. I was crying at everything. I was emotional. I was just not myself. And when I had the suicidal thoughts, I literally didn't care. I just, I was ready to end my life. I was ready to be done. And I struggled. And obviously, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I am still here and I talked with my therapist about it, and we addressed it, and stuff like that, but it's so hard when you're battling something, and then when you're in pain, think how much it makes your mental health worse, like, I didn't realize how bad it was, and then everyone's like, it's just kidney stones, like, I know it's kidney stones. I've had like six surgeries in the past few months just to have kidney stones removed, stents put in, stents taken out. Like I know what they feel like. Don't tell me, oh, you're going to be fine and there's nothing wrong with you. Like I've had so many kidney stones. I know what they feel like. And when I go in, I t- I immediately tell the ER, look, I think it's a kidney stone or I think it's a cyst. These are the probably the only two options that they are. And they're like, oh, well, it's just a little cyst it, or a little kidney stone. It'll pass. If you have never had kidney stones, okay, and but you've had children, it feels like you're crowning. It feels like you were about to birth a baby without the little bundle of joy at the end. Just the pain and suffering and misery and wanting to bang your head into a wall type thing, okay? That's what it feels like. I get those a lot, they removed like last time they removed like 7 or 10 stones. They told me in your my kidneys, in one kidney, 7 to 10 stones. That I like that is so painful. And my mental my mental state just was not in a good place because when you're in that kind of pain, all you think about is that pain. And all you think about is how can you get it to be fixed, to make yourself comfortable. And I knew I was, I knew I was very emotional. So I wanted to keep to myself because I didn't want to like freak out on anyone. I didn't want to be the devil to anyone. And I literally isolated myself because I knew that was what was best for everyone else. It might not have been what's best for me, but it was best for everyone else. So I didn't say something that I could never take back. And that's where my mental health has been. It's been suicidal. It's been manic. It's been manic depressive. It's been anxiety. It's been all over the place. And I have been wanting to sit down since like the end of November wanting to record episodes for you guys. I have episodes ready to go to just sit down and record. And I haven't done them because I've been so in my head that I'm like, no one gives a flying fart in space about my podcast. No one cares about what I have to say. And then I remember those people that do reach out to me and say, you just made my day and you, you get what I'm going through and you help me. And that's what made me be like, okay, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to sit down and I'm going to record and I'm going to do it no matter what I'm going to force myself to do it. And now here I am, I have my diffuser going. It's, uh, diffusing, um, a feel good mood, breathe easy, I'm sitting in a nice clean, my new clean room. I have my little Gucci dog, little Gucci boy with me. Um, he's my little nephew pup and he's up here laying with me and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, why did it take me so long to sit here and record it and just talk to you guys? Because literally I'm sitting here in my bed. Sorry, someone called me and it interrupted, and I don't know how to fix it. So, we're just going to go back from where we were. (laughs) But here I am sitting down, recording, and talking to you guys. And it feels so good to be back and just chit chatting with you guys because I have missed doing this. Like, this was the reason, mental health was the reason why I started this podcast. And I lost sight of why I did this podcast. I lost sight. And I'm glad I found it. And my therapist has really helped me and held me accountable for my actions. And she actually gives me homework. And I want to share with you guys some of the things that she's kind of shared with me. Because it really puts things in perspective for me at least on how to look at things. So like today we talked about, check yourself before you respond. So if you know you're in an emotional state, check yourself. Before you respond, are you saying this out of emotion? Or are you saying this because you're pissed off? You know, why are you getting ready to say what you're about to say? And is it appropriate? And if it's not appropriate, you know that you're saying it out of emotion. So check yourself and calm down and then respond just count do do the two what is it like two minute rule or 60 second rule count to 60 and then respond and if they get pissed off because you're taking too long to respond well tough nubs because you're trying to check yourself so you don't say something you cannot take back and obviously thinking before you react. I'm very impulsively thinking about things. I don't think I just do and then I regret it later. That's part of my mania. It's part of being manic. And that's exactly how I am. I don't, I know there's going to be consequences after but I don't care in that moment. But I care when the consequences come along. <laughs> and then um, making a routine. I am so bad about doing routines. I need to make a routine and I'm going to make a routine. My best friend turned me on to this guy called Les Brown, L-E-S Brown, B-R-O-W-N on YouTube. I listened to his podcast or his episode or whatever on his channel this morning. And it just some, he said this to me. And it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks, but in a good way. Like, I needed to hear it in that moment. And and what he said was, you have got to say yes to your life. And that hit me hard. Because I never say yes to my life. I put everyone else's life needs, cares, wants, everything before my own. And if I don't say yes to my life... That's bye-bye mental health. Bye-bye all my goals and dreams. Like, you're out of luck. Sorry, because I'm choosing someone else over my own. And I also learned in one of my sessions that I still have a victim mentality. I'm not in a survivor mentality mode right yet. I'm not there. And I thought I was. And then when I sat down and we talked, I realized that I'm still playing the victim and it's been seven years, seven and a half years. I should be past this. And I know you're probably thinking it's been seven years. It's a long time, but that's, I mean, rape is something that is so big. It's not like, oh, you stubbed your toe. You broke your toe. You got PTSD. No, no something serious happened to you and I get that but I feel like I should still be getting to the point where I'm surviving and not being victim and so she's helping me with that as well and she has just been giving me all these tips and tricks grounding techniques having a grounding tool essential oils are amazing. Okay. I have an essential oil necklace and bracelet that I am going to start using again because I stopped using them because I'm dumb. And no, I'm not dumb. I got to stop negative self-talk. I'm very bad about that. But I stopped using them for whatever reason. And I'm going to start using them again. Because they were relaxing when I had them. And they did help. And I'm going to start using my planner more. My planner is going to be organized. And I'm going to live, breathe, eat, and sleep by my planner. Because I know I need to stay organized. Because an organized area is an organized mind. It's a clear mind. It's a free mind. And you can just think better. When you have your schedule laid out in a routine... And you don't have to worry about, crap, did I forget to call the vet? Crap, did I forget to go pick up milk? Like, you know. And so, I'm just glad that I've started with a new therapist. And I'm really taking in what she says to me. Because she gave me a task of to, to name ten positive traits about myself. Ten. Just Ten. Most people can name a hundred. Not well, Not a hundred. That's dramatic. Most people can name ten. I could barely name one, and I came up with five in two weeks. And then when we were doing our therapy session today, I came up with two more. And I said that I am loyal, I am creative, I am unique, I am hardworking. And I'm a good friend. And I also put that I'm very protective. And I never give up. And I refuse to give up. Ever. No matter how much I struggle. And one day I'm fine. The next day I want to drive my car off a cliff. Like, I mean, it's things like that. And... It's, it's such a struggle and people just don't realize how much of a struggle it really is. So if you are struggling right now, tell yourself it's going to be okay. Because it is. And take the word try out of your vocabulary and put in there. Don't say I'm going to try and do this. Say I am going to do this. I'm going to rock this. Change your vocabulary because I didn't realize how bad I was hurting my own self by using just little words like try. And tell yourself it's just going to be okay. And it will. Voice it. Voice your concerns because once you voice it, you take that power away. And when that power is gone, you have a clear mind. And... Talking to you guys today and talking with my therapist today, I feel like I'm in a good place. I feel very calm. I feel cool and collected. I'm not angry. I'm not sad. I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm not letting it get the best of me like I have been. I have goals And one of them was to record a podcast and post it today. And guess what? I achieved a goal. The second goal was to finish cleaning my room. Guess what? I achieved that one too. And then my third one was to help my daughter with her virtual homework. And that is almost completely done too. I feel very proud of myself. And that I've never, ever said that. (laughs) Ever. I've never been proud of anything I've accomplished because I feel like I've accomplished nothing. And I'm working so hard on negative self-talk because I am my own worst enemy. And that is going to change. I'm not going to try and change it. It is going to change. Because I am tired of being my own worst enemy. There are plenty of other people out there that try to bring you down. You don't need to bring yourself down too. You don't need that on yourself. So I have decided I'm going to get back into the swing of doing my podcast. I am going to make sure I keep my room clean. I am going to make sure I express when I'm feeling a certain way. I am going to turn my life around and I'm going to stop doing the negative self talk because that all that is doing is destroying my own self. And I am going to get to survival mentality. And I'm never going to give up on getting there because it may take me a while, but one day I will get to survival mentality and I know it's achievable. And I know with the right help and the right steps and and doing the right things that I will get there. And I know that in the end, everything will be okay. So, pat yourself on the back. Because you got out of bed this morning... And that's all that matters. You woke up and saw the sun, the snow, the rain. You saw whatever you saw your husband, your wife, your kids, your dog, your stuffed teddy bear, whatever. I have a unicorn I sleep with every night and I have no shame. Her name is Uni and she's in a sparkly uh, leotard. No shame. But you woke up this morning and that's what you should be grateful for. I know I'm grateful for it, especially after this weekend and the past couple of weeks I've had. I woke up this morning grateful for the first time in my life. And I am honored to say thank you, God, for waking me up this morning and not giving up on me and not giving up on myself. So if you woke up this morning and you're listening to this, Tell yourself, great job. Pat yourself on the back. Go hug someone. Go hug something. Accomplish something. Even if it's just you want to take a shower. Accomplish your shower. Accomplish binge watching a show. Accomplish something and then pat yourself on the back once you accomplish it. And then once you accomplish it, let message me and let me know so I can tell you amazing job and I'm proud of you I love you guys so much thank you guys for listening you guys are seriously the freaking best and I think next week we're going to talk about negative self-talk because I know I struggle and I'm sure there are plenty of other people out there that struggle just like me so I love you guys and I hope you guys have a wonderful and merry Christmas bye guys